Hello, everybody, internet, Twitter, everyone out there. Welcome to another episode of Fighting the Void. And today, uh, Crystal, my regular co-host, jo joins me with, um, you know her as Red these days. She's she, she's been around. You know her by different names, but we're going with Red. Uh, or at Diane, how do you pronounce that? Your Twitter handle? I forget which one it is now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one that starts with a D. Dynamite Redder, the one that I'm on now. Okay, yes. yes. Dynamite Redder. Yes, that is your current Twitter handle as far as I know. <laughs> Unless you've gotten banned <laughs> since we started this, which... Oh my God, I might have. I possible. might have to this is done. <laughs> we haven't said anything yet. So... I'm in that, good. If that little aside isn't uh, enough for you, uh, you can imagine that we're going to be talking about Twitter and its little war against the First Amendment and banning and suspending people for sometimes who knows what. But before we get started, just so everybody knows, you can follow us here on Twitter at Fighting Void, or you can email us at uh, fightthevoid at gmail.com. And of course, you can go to our the YouTube channel, also uh, Fight the Void. And you can ask questions and everything as we're going along if you are so moved. So with all of that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, we've actually been trying to work this out for a while, but we finally just managed to make our schedules meet up, which is awesome. And what happened right after we finally started to make our schedules meet was uh, your friend uh, Jimberwolf. He got, <laughs> uh, he got a big suspension. I wouldn't call it a big suspension, but yeah. I mean, you've, you've had worse. Yeah. So that's what you get when you, you know, when, when, when you kick the wrong bit of flying insects. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've, I know you don't. <laughs> Why would you? But anyway, so what, so recap for us. What is it? What, what went on with uh, Jimber? Okay. So he made a tweet. I, I, I might not have it word for word. It said something along the lines of, if you shove your fingers in her mouth, she technically can't say no. So like, rape joke. Not, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> and a lot of people got mad at that. And I don't have a problem with people getting mad. I don't particularly like rape type of jokes or things that you say about rape anyway. But it was the reporting that got to me. Right. Like, call him an asshole, do whatever you want to, but to actually, I don't know, to, like, report somebody for something you don't like, it's, like, such a pussy-ass thing to do. Yes. Yes, it is. I mean, it, it has happened to you more than once. In yeah, fact, in fact, I, I ended up getting a 12-hour suspension. They never told me for what. Yeah, just uh, just recently. Yeah. And, 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 you, and you, haven't found out, you haven't found out why at all? No. That that just that makes perfect sense. <laughs> well, to be completely fair, I think my my personality is a violation of Twitter's terms of service. <laughs> my whole personality yeah. just violates yeah. everything. This is true. This is true. You've got uh, a forceful personality that doesn't really uh, suffer fools well. No, which is what I like about you. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you say what you mean, and you mean what you say. Exactly. That's how everyone should be. Exactly. But 
But with like the Jimber thing, mm-hmm. I really feel like because these people were fighting for so much attention. I, yeah. I think that it's only fair that we give some of these people attention. So the one is, and I'm not going to give the actual handle because you could find it if you really wanted to anyway. Kyle, some dude by the name of Kyle. I guess he's a male feminist. Go figure. His uh. name's fucking Kyle, right? Like his mom already knew. <laughs> What route he was going to fucking take, right? Like, oh, I'm just going to name him Kyle because he's going to be a crybaby bitch on Twitter eventually. But, like, he started he started with the comment, like, rape is never funny, which, okay, the act itself, of course it's not funny. Obviously not. Right. But rape jokes are funny to certain people. Like, whether you like it or not, some people think they're fucking funny. Right. In the right context, can't be funny. Their you know. comedy is a thing for a reason. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, and the thing that got me was some of his tweets, and I don't know, I can send them to you if you want. Well, no, I can't because he fucking blocked me. <laughs> Go figure. Because I went, I went back and forth with him. We ended up making memes instead of using words because he likes to report. So we just made memes making fun of him. Oh, you're talking about Kyle. Kyle, yeah. Yeah, okay. Kyle. No, we make fun of Jimber to his face because he doesn't report it because it's not a bitch. I was going to say, I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) But like he was making he was making tweet jokes, right? Like about Mm -hmm. incestuous relationships with his grandmother, like eating out his grandmother. (laughs) Dude, yeah. Right. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, that's just wrong. It's also disgusting. Right. Like, we're are we really not? going to talk about this like no one's going to bring this up we're just outraged by rape and then like i i guess to make it the situation what he thought would be better because i'm like did your grandmother consent to you fucking her essentially in your tweets like did she consent to that you're rape tweeting tweeting your grandma like that's yeah. kind of fuck but he's like oh well his grandma is dead so like that's better right because now so it's kind of like necrophilia too okay necrophilia right now ne- necrophilia necrophilia incestuous like these jokes are cool and then the other one sam she goes by sam she didn't like it and she goes i will report every rape tweet that i see and like, great she's fucking unhinged so i i blocked her anyway because i i tend to block at this point i've realized you gotta block people that outright say they report yeah yeah i think that's i think that's fair because if it is somebody who just their whole mission in life is to uh, be the thought police. And it's like, yeah, I right? don't want you anywhere near my timeline. And I found one of her tweets where she's like, somebody hurt her friend. And then she's like, narrator. And this, oh, this, something I saw with this. her third yeah. kill. Did you see that? I, I, I saw, I, I think I saw you going back and forth with her a little bit. Where Yeah, where because I put that like, out and I'm like, oh, but. Right. And I'm like, oh, rape jokes are wrong, but like murder is super fucking funny, right? Like I said, you guys are grade A hypocrites. Like, why is one okay and the other one isn't? All jokes are okay or none of them are. Right. Yeah. And right. those are yeah. all morbid jokes, too. Yeah, they're, like, all, they're morbid, all dark they're all... and they're all morally wrong. Yeah, they're all I mean, they're all extremely off color and they're gonna and you're right, Crystal, they are gonna push they're simply going to push the buttons of anyone who's had anything like that happen to them. Yeah. You know, right. Right, like so, someone who's had a friend or a relative murdered probably isn't going to find your average murder joke real funny. 
It, it might yeah. just rub them the wrong way, and understandably so. But at the, sa the same time, you know, um, if you know, if somebody if somebody makes a joke like all gingers must die, you know, I I'm not gonna go and report them, <laughs> even though even though I'm, I'm personally offended and and you know. Um, you know, I, I've I've got to you know stand up for my kids and be like, yeah, we will come and we will steal your souls and the souls of all your families, and you will never get them back. But I wouldn't <laughs> report. I'll just steal their soul. <laughs> and I approve of the stealing of souls. I know you do. As the Lord of Darkness herself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like the the thing the thing with that, everybody jumped on him. To like, and yeah. then they were just like tweeting comments that like report. And then, like, some of them, after he was suspended, some of them were like, they took a screenshot of like his profile and it said account suspended. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we got him. And I'm like, why the fuck are you so proud of yourself? Like, yeah, you told mommy. Like, why the fuck would you put that out there? You look like an asshole. You know, but yeah. then, like, he was actually, he wasn't, I don't know if you, did you find out why he was suspended? Um, well, I, I, I thought I, I thought you said it was because of the uh, of the rape joke that no, 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 oh. no, he no? wasn't suspended for the rape joke like they reported that that's not what got him. What got really? him was his was his. Yeah, it was his Avi because he had um, I guess he photoshopped a check mark <laughs> to his picture and Twitter didn't like that because Twitter must have emailed him and said like. We give out the check marks. You're not allowed to put a check mark on your picture. Oh you do my gosh. So it wasn't even the rape joke. And that was the funniest part because Kyle's like, when I was going back and forth with Kyle for a while, he's like, well, t Twitter agreed with me that it was very problematic. Did they? Did they really? Because it had nothing to do with that. And it was so funny when he came back. I was dying. Yeah. You know, you never know with these guys, though. That's that's the that's the real problem. You never really know what what it's really about. Because maybe it was because they're like, "Oh no, all your check marks are belonging to us," or it was the Rachel. But they didn't want they didn't want to be called out on the obvious hypocrisy. Honestly, I think it depends on whoever's sitting in the Twitter review chair that particular day. It could be. Is, they're like, I'm, but I. Honestly, I think more than half of the time, at least, it comes down to I don't like this guy. Um, what's my pretext? This one. <laughs> they see me pop up. That's why I have to use different avies, right? Because they're like, "Oh my right. god, it's redheaded bitch again." The fuck? It's her. It's her. Oh, it's like, hell, what's she doing? Or honestly, they're even just like, "Oh, well, she's defending him." Delete. <laughs> Well, yeah, and that was the thing too. They're, they're like, "This is really the hill you want to die on, defending a rape joke." And I'm like, I'll "Fucking die on any hill defending a joke," because like the thing of it is, a lot of the ones were like, "Well, this joke was aimed towards anyone that was raped." I mean, maybe if you have that mentality where you want to be a victim for the rest of your life, maybe because I know going through, like, my ex was very abusive, right? So like, domestic violence jokes used to trigger me for a bit. Right. Like I would have PTSD from it. But what I noticed was <clears throat> the more I was exposed to those jokes, the less mm -hmm. they actually triggered me. And I found myself even laughing at some of those. And they actually kind of helped me as far as moving past it, if that makes sense. And that's what I was trying to explain. Some, some victims actually make 
dark jokes about what they've been through because it makes it 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 kind of makes it it turns it into a joke where they can heal and you right. don't really have the right to tell somebody what they're supposed to find funny you don't have that right how narcissistic are you it's really yeah, the only way i'm sorry go ahead crystal yeah that's something i've been seeing a lot of people bringing up and arguing a lot to do too not just about like great jokes and whatnot but um i have a few friends who have been you know, because there's a lot of people on Twitter lately saying you shouldn't make jokes about mental illness because it's insensitive with what people are dealing with and not. And I've had multiple friends who deal with like depression and bipolar who say, no, I use that humor to better handle my depression and bipolar because it's hard to deal with. And me joking about it makes it easier for me to live with it and yeah. have it under control. And that's the thing I think a lot of people don't understand. It's like, it's like the whole situation of like, you're at a funeral, you're at your grandfather's funeral, why are you making jokes? It's like some people's coping mechanisms just don't align up with other people. And sometimes it's kind of like at the wrong time, but at the same time, it's how people cope with things they can't handle or are having trouble handling, I should say. Yeah, it's a way, uh, it seems to me anyway, to be a way of uh like like it's a way of, uh, of it's a way of fighting it it's a way of this is the only way i can punch back it's so, taking away its power yes yes well said yes no crystal what is this um mr magma is talking about in the chat this aristocrat's joke um, i don't know this he, he's talking about um i guess the aristocrat's joke i'm not too familiar on what that joke itself is but apparently it's one of the most offensive jokes ever told. And he said that the um, climate of discussing whether or not all jokes are okay, mm. all jokes are okay or none at all, is reminding him of that because um, who? Uh, Gilbert Gottfried? Gottfried, yeah. Apparently, it's some, some roasts that he was a part of. So, something about 9 yeah. 11. Yeah, he made a 9 11 joke at the roast and people you know, basically said, that's too soon. You should not have made that joke. And instead instead of being like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I should not have made that joke. He just went right into that most offensive joke that's even more offensive than 9-11. You know, speaking of offensive jokes shortly after, uh, you know, very public tragedies, I remember being in grade school. Um, and, and Crystal, you're, you're way too young to, to relate to this. <laughs> but uh, when the Challenger blew up, I, there were jokes about that flying all over the place, even in grade school. <laughs> like, um, for example, uh, Red, do you remember what NASA stands for? Did we lose Red? Is Red's muted? No, I'm here. Okay. Well, do you remember what uh, na what NASA stands for after the uh, Challenger explosion? Uh, no, I don't remember that. Need another seven astronauts. <laughs> Am I not supposed to laugh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just an example of the uh, kind of off-color jokes that start flying around immediately after a major tragedy. Uh, Crystal, just so you don't know, back January 28, 1986, the Challenger Space Shuttle exploded and it had seven astronauts on it, of course. Uh, and that one was particularly tragic because 
uh, there was actually one of the astronauts on it was actually a school teacher. She was like picked out of some part of national. Kind of, uh, Krista McAuliffe was her name, and picked out of something. But anyway, there were all kinds of jokes flying around about that. Like, what were Krista McAuliffe's last words? What's this button do? That's uh, <laughs> awful, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And the thing is, a lot of people would be shocked by this. Like, me defending a rape joke? Mm -hmm. I don't even fucking like rape jokes. And, like, as far as death jokes go, like 9-11, I don't really like those either. But I'm certainly not going to report them. I might call the person a dickhead. You know what I mean? Like, these right. people died and you're making a joke about it. You're a piece of shit. But I'm not going to report them because they have... I do not think that I am so important. I have the right to tell somebody else what they should or should not find funny. Even right. though I will say, you shouldn't find that funny. You're a piece of shit. Like, I don't care. And, you yeah. know, it was, I think this, the, the contrast there between uh, those jokes from, you know, 1986 mm -hmm. and the situation now, I think that illustrates kind of how like, overly sensitive we've become. Because... You know, that was 1986. I was in fucking grade school. <laughs> we, we were telling these jokes, of, uh, uh, me and my friends in, in school, like at the bus stop. Hell, and I watched fucking horror movies when I was like five years old. Kids now, it's like, oh my God, your mom let you watch that? It's yep. like, yeah. Yep. And that's and probably I'm why I'm not fucking crying all over the place. Like Nobody cares. No, and that is, you're offended. No one cares. Why no, are you telling people? Exactly. No one gives a flipping crap at all. And it's like, just chill out. Go, I don't know, go, go do whatever you got to do to re freaking relax. But now there's been, there have been others, uh, not, not just Jimbo with his rape joke. There have been even more um, ri ridiculous ones recently. Uh, like uh, the redheaded libertarian, she got a twelve-hour suspension. I seen that. Yeah, what was it for that? Uh, learn to code, right? Yeah, yeah. That's she what she got hit with. Like, how sensitive are we? We're gonna. Oh my god. <laughs> to be fair, it was probably a BuzzFeed journalist that she was tweeting it at. So you know, it's gonna oh, be probably. sensitive. <laughs> yeah, and the it's thing so is, sensitive. I found out. Too, and the thing is, I found out too that the learn to code originated from journalists saying that to the coal miners when that whole. Uh, yeah, seeing with the minors was going on with Trump and like what they were going to do and whatnot. And I guess a lot of people were saying, why don't you just learn to code and get a technical job instead yep. of coal mining? Exactly. And at that time, I don't think anyone got suspended for saying that. But now people saying it back to them, it's the suspensions galore. And um, there is one point I want to bring up before I forget. Um, I, because this is a argument I hear often brought up a lot is whenever people talk about the First Amendment and Twitter and Twitter not, you know, allowing free speech, a lot of people say, well, Twitter technically is a private company, so they can have mm -hmm. the rules they have and do what they want with it and whatnot. And I, one thing I would just like to bring up is, yeah, they're a private company, but that doesn't mean they're free from from being criticized for said rules and being hypocritical with them. Yes. Especially if they especially if they try being sneaky with it. Yeah. Now I'm kind of th this is actually something I wanted to get to. And there's been dis much discussion in the in the conservatarian world. What exactly should 
we do about this. I mean, you've got the real hardcore libertarians who are like absolutely nothing. They're a private company. They can do what they want. We don't have to like it. Um, but they, they but they can do whatever they want. And then you've got some who are like, well, but at the same time, they are, while, while the Constitution doesn't directly apply to them in, in that sense, in, in the same sense that it applies to the government, they are still curtailing a rights delineated in, in the Constitution. And it seems mm-hmm. like there ought to be something that can be done about that. And there, there are some who are pointing out, well, we already do have laws on the books that, uh, that could govern a situation like this. Like, have you have you both heard the argument essentially that well, if they're going to be the the whole the whole publisher platform argument, right? I've heard that. I haven't. Uh, okay, it's it's essentially that a platform is a good example is the phone company. The phone company is a platform. Anybody can use the phone com- the, the the phone company. To, for whatever business it is that they're doing, they can say whatever they want on the phone. You can't, you're not supposed to uh, say you uh, watch Alex Jones and believe the frogs are turning gay. So therefore, <laughs> no, uh, therefore, no phone service for you. You, you can't That'd do that. Funny, platform. Uh, what was that? That'd be funny, though. It's like, no, be. frogs are turning gay. You, you shut your fucking phone off. You don't talk, no words for you. And uh, you follow Alex Jones? No, we need to. We're taking away your phone service. I'm sorry, sir. Right, and and then there's a pub, and then there are publishers who. Well, and, and the point is with with the platform, the phone company AT and T is not responsible for what people say on AT and T phones or AT and T phone lines. Verizon is not responsible. For what anyone says about anyone else, uh, you know, on their cell phones. However, you have a publisher, and now a publisher is governed by different rules. A, pub- a publisher can say, "Well, we're not going to pu- we're not going to print your work. We're not going. You know, we don't we don't like it. It doesn't meet our needs. Whatever. They can do that, but they can also be sued for. Uh, they can also be sued for libel." They, they, they are responsible for the things it is that they publish. So the argument is that uh, Twitter and Facebook and so on and so forth, they have been regulated like platforms. But they're acting like publishers. So essentially, they're getting the best, they're, they're getting the best of both worlds when really they should be forced to pick one. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? As far as Twitter suspending people, as far as Twitter, Twitter suspending people with very ambiguously applied and uh, intentionally ambiguously applied terms of service. Well, I think if they have terms of service, right? Like we see it time and time again. Checkmark accounts they violate those terms of service continuously, like on a routine basis, like mm-hmm. every fucking day, right? right? Like they do it. My theory is. They, to me, they're a private company. They can do what they want. I don't have an issue with them suspending people for violating their terms of service. What I do have a problem with is when those rules don't apply to everyone. They either have terms of service that can be violated and have their account, have accounts suspended, or they don't have them, but they should apply to everybody. 
-hmm. Yes, I agree. And the terms of service should also be clear. Yes. And especially, and if they, if they suspend your account, like that 12 hour ban that I got, Mm -hmm. I tweeted out all the screenshots that I had. They did not give me a reason why. They just told me that I violated uh, hateful conduct. Okay, well, how? Yeah. I feel like if they have terms of service, they should have to show you what it is that you've done. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I completely agree with that. And and that's where I do run into issues with that they can do whatever they want sort of thing, because they are literally right now doing whatever they want. There are no actual rules. That they are following not their own rule they're not even following what their own rules are so far as anyone can discern them because if anything is clear to me like i was saying earlier there really aren't rules there's at there are at best guidelines right and a guideline is intentionally ambiguous and if it's a guideline and not a rule it is intentionally something meant to be malleable that they can twist whenever they feel, whenever they're called on something and need to twist. Well, it was like the Catholic, the Catholic kids, right? Like we, we've seen it, how many people called for them to be hit and for what? Because the kid fucking smirked teenagers. I have one. Teenagers are assholes. Like straight up teenagers are assholes. They act in ways that we don't act as adults, but to sit there and say, Oh, well my kid, my kid would never act like that. Bullshit. Bullshit. I don't care. As soon as they're away from you, guess what? And I work with kids. Guess what? As soon as you're away from them, your kid does act like that. I'm sorry. They do. Oh, probably. And and I catch my kids being little pricks from time to time. And it's like, hey, knock it the hell off. Exactly. And I think think the problem with that, they were calling for those kids to be, and I'd have to find it, but they were calling for kids to be essentially assaulted for doing mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. They doxed those kids. The kids were getting threats. Their family was getting threats. Yep. It wasn't necessary. No. And then when more, when more and more came out of what actually happened, my thing was, so a few things could have possibly happened. They didn't have the whole video, which... Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. You you jumped the gun. You shouldn't have done that. You should have waited. You should have done your due diligence and made yep. sure that what you were putting out, especially when it concerns teenagers, right? Because they're, mm-hmm. they're kids. Yeah. You should make sure that that story is accurate before you put it out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or, and the worst case scenario, they had the whole footage, but we hate Trump so much, right? Like those mm-hmm. kids, we have, we have to slander them. And that's, Unfortunately, that's the one that I'm going with happened. They knew. And then when they were caught, they kind of backtracked and tried to like paint themselves as the victims. Like, did you see any of that? The journalists trying to paint themselves oh, yeah. as the victim? Oh, yeah. I followed that. Uh, I, I followed that fairly closely and was Me too. utterly appalled by the conduct of just about who was who was reporting on that situation. Like everyone in the mainstream media, every just about everyone, well, not everyone who initially commented on it, but a lot of people who initially did. It was really, and especially the ones who like took a long time to, to issue any sort of retraction. Like, uh, and, and I follow this part, in part partially because I'm Catholic. So I'm like, oh, this will be interesting. And the and what actually got, got me was there was a tweet I won't mention who it was from, but it was essentially, well, it was essentially, well, what kind of behavior would you expect from a bunch of Catholic kids? I was like, oh, 
well, that's fine. <laughs> and, and that's what he said about God, too. There was one tweet, and I don't know if it's the same one that you're talking about. Somebody said, this is what happened. And I, I commented on it. I'm surprised this person didn't block me. They're like, this is what happens when you allow God into schools. And I'm like, what exactly <laughs> happens? The kid just smiles instead of knocking that person the fuck out. Like, exactly. had that been any other teenager, that man was banging a drum in that kid's face. And he stood there and everyone else called it a smirk and like him being nasty. I didn't see it that way. His body language showed he was highly nervous about the close proximity of that man being to his face. Yeah, especially when you watched it like more than just the five seconds that were initially shown. It's like, yeah, um, that kid, he didn't know what the hell he was doing, especially when you see him like turn around and tell the other kid that I, hey, stop arguing with the dude. Yeah, he told mm -hmm. him that. And, and another thing, like somebody had said, well, that Native American man had, you know, he has so much to tell so much to teach those kids. And I probably would agree with that. And I probably would be on board with that if he was trying to teach the kids something. He wasn't doing that. He was instigating the situation with teenagers. He's not yeah. innocent. Yeah, he went, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and he tried to carry it, kind of carry it forward too. Uh, since you were following it, I'm sure you heard that he tried to uh, crash the, the mass at the Basilica there in Washington, D.C. Yeah, later. I've seen that. I've seen that video. Night. And I was like, wow, because I was actually I was actually at that Basilica for mass Sunday morning. <laughs> I, I didn't know anything about that uh, until uh, after the fact. I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> and uh, but what really appalled me was not just the not just their bishops initial response, which was the same as the mainstream media's initial response. Um, it was also his even his apology when he finally got around to issuing one was pretty weak sauce <laughs> it was he was all like uh you know i let myself get bullied i'm like really <laughs> you, let yourself get bullied? You? you let yourself get bullied by the twitter mob do you have no spine <laughs> i am bullied by the twitter mob every fucking day <laughs> see me going on the news and fucking bitching about it just fucking exactly. block or mute and fucking go on about my day i know it, well, mm -hmm. I, I hate to say it I, I hate to say it, Red, but you've got a bigger pair than the Bishop of uh, Lexington, Kentucky. <laughs> I know. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it depresses me to say that, but it's true. Well, you're going to really like this, okay? Mm -hmm. So, like, that whole situation went down. And being a libertarian, like, I think the businesses should be able to do whatever they want. I think they should be able to say, hey, we're not going to serve you. And they don't have to give an actual reason. They should right. be able not to serve you for whatever reason. It's their business. It doesn't mean that they, that people can't complain and threaten not to go there anymore. Mm -hmm. But like when they did that, the gay wedding, okay, with the cake. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm like, you couldn't go. You couldn't go anywhere else. So me and my friend are actually planning on finding – she's relatively close to me. We're probably like 40 minutes apart driving distance. I'm like, what is a really good leftist baker in Southeastern Pennsylvania? I'm like, we need to go there and we're going to videotape it. We want to go there and have them make us a make America great again cake with the kid's smirking face on it. 
and see what happens. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. You have to do this. This is, oh, oh God, man. that would be the best trollery ever. Yeah. Just to, just to see the reaction, to see if, you know, they're being intellectually honest with themselves because if they, if they're going to force a Christian yep. to bake them a cake for a gay wedding that they already know. And let's be honest, they already know that they're against that. Right. So right. like, it almost feels like they went there on purpose to try yeah. to destroy that man's bakery. I'm not okay with that. So I'm, I'm curious if the shoe was on the other foot, how they would react to that. And I, I don't, I don't think it, it would be taken too kindly to ask for a make America great again hat or cake. And the funny thing about that is I don't even like Trump. Right. I just think it's funny because it makes people so mad. Right. It's just like, mm, orange man, bad, red hat. <laughs> it's like, and then, and then the rate, the red hat is um, racist. If you wear the red hat, you're racist. Or if you support KKK. Trump, you're racist. I knew KKK hood. Absolutely. But now, they, can't, they can't, they can't support it. Mm -hmm. With any facts. How is he racist? Well, he doesn't want illegal immigrants coming in. Like, did you even hear what you just said? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, illegal if they, immigrants. If they, if they even say illegal, they just half the time now they just say immigrants and just conflate the two. Yeah. People. people yeah, you're, you're almost at the point where you have to say, is that really what he said, or did he say illegal immigrants? Oh, no, I'm, it's the same thing. I'm 100 percent at that point because I'll I'll be honest. Um, you know, with with the Covington with the Covington thing, my initial react, my initial thought was, yeah, they do look kind of. Like they're harassing the dude. That that doesn't kind of douchey. But well, I quickly learned my lesson. Like by the end of the day, it was like people were saying, "No, there's more video and everything." I'm like, oh, "All right, let's see what happens." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> A few hours later, it's like, "Okay, this is completely wrong." So it's like, at, at this point, especially the way the media acted after the fact, is like I have no more benefit of the doubt left for them. Uh, I don't even yeah. I don't even uh, assume good faith anymore. I don't even assume simple bias. At this point, I assume I assume right out of the gate that they're lying to me. And not just like kind of like this is just what I believe. These are the facts that I see them or like it's just a bias sort of thing. So kind of an honest mistake. No, I think it's malice at this point. Like that's honestly the default assumption now as opposed to like where I'm willing to go. Yeah. Well, because because I defended I defended people that support Trump and say, obviously they're not all bad. And if you're putting everybody that supports somebody under that same blanket, like that's, it's a very shitty thing to do. And you can't judge people based on something like that. You can't, you can't judge a group of people. I <clears throat> was called a racist for that. Go figure. I was called a racist again. Well, you are so, white. I know. I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm really trying to work on that. But I said, please point me, point me to one of my tweets. Link it below. That is a racist tweet. I shit you not. And I'll fucking find it. It's so funny. She goes, I don't have to show you anything. I'm not your slave. And I'm just sitting there like, what? Like, what just happened? You're not my slave, but you're, call you're saying I'm a racist. And I'm asking you to, like, show some kind of proof. Just one little bit. All of a sudden, you're going to, you're not a slave? I never called you a slave. What is wrong with you? That is the latest thing, you know. It's not my job to educate you. Yeah. <laughs> educate yourself. I'm like, well, I'm, I mean, you, you came at me, so. And problematic. There. I hate that word. Oh, yeah. 
Even when it's used legitimately, it just it's tainted for me. Oh yeah, I I can't use that word without like cringing a little bit inside. It's yeah. problematic. I, What's problematic about it? It's true. Exactly. Well, it hurts. It hurts my feelings. Um, yeah. That's not problem. There's That's a, like a problem. <laughs> yeah. There was a there was another situation that happened. This was a while ago, but I I figured it pertains to what we're discussing today. Um, a while ago, there was a, um, I'm sure you both are familiar with the show Supernatural. Mm-hmm. I know Ginger is. Yes, oh, yeah. Gina's yeah. hot. Did I say that out loud? Shit. Said yeah, yes, he's, okay. That just means that you're, you know, every, all the ladies love the Dean. And I get it. Hey, if, if Jensen Ackles is watching this, hey, honey. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> what? We'll tweet it at him. <laughs> oh, and don't do the beard thing. It doesn't work for you. Oh, did did, did he try to do a beard thing? Oh, he tried to do a beard. Crystal, did you see it? It doesn't work. I don't like it. I disagree. But anyway. <laughs> okay, girl fight over whether bearded he should wear a beard. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the I'm next thing. here being uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a while ago, there was this incident at one of the supernatural conventions. Um, you know, because at these conventions, you know, it's like it's the lead actors, Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki, and they're talking to the fans about the show and working together and whatnot. And the fans have an opportunity to ask them questions, right? And at one particular convention, a fan asked for, like, uh, I can't remember what specifically they were asking for, but basically it was, like, like a joke question of, like, what's the best pickup line or something like that? Or led to the question of, like, what's the best pickup line you guys have? And I guess Jared Padalecki had whispered over to Jensen Ackles a joke that popped into his head that he, I don't think he's there with the rest. But, you know, just whispering it over to Jensen Ackles and, and Jensen Ackles being like, okay, yeah, don't, don't, don't say that, dude. But the crowd was like, no, say it, say the joke, say the pickup line, say it, say it, say it. And they kept egging him on to the point where he's like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll say it. And his joke was basically like, can you smell this in front of it smells funny or, or something like that? Basically a chloroform rape joke is what it was. <laughs> And, and they kept asking him on to say it. And so he made a joke and then Jensen, you know, reacted to it to play along and whatnot. And after that, they got hit with an abundance of people being like, how could you make a rape joke? How dare you make that joke? And it's like, you all kept telling him to say it, even though he was like, nah, nah, I shouldn't say it. And then he says it. And it's like, you shouldn't have said that, dude. What is wrong with you? How dare you you need to protect your privilege basically yeah no kidding <laughs> no, okay uh, this is a question for crystal jensen ackles or mark pellegrino oh that's unfair i know <laughs> <laughs> i know it is do i get to answer too then you, you you're you're allowed to have an opinion but th- th- this is personal <laughs> for uh for crystal uh-oh <laughs> I shall plead the fifth. What? You don't get to have both. Because red you gets the other. <laughs> Sorry, went down wrong. 
You can't have me pick between my idol and Dean Winchester. I know. <laughs> I... Okay, okay Red, Red, what's what's your thought? Okay, well, I need more detail. Like, as far as what? Yeah. What do you mean what? <laughs> like, like, do you mean to have a beer with? Like, what exactly do you mean? Because my answer will be different depending on the situation. That too. Okay. What, what, one of them's picking you up. Or they're both. Okay, so like... You're at, you're, you're at the bar. Pellegrino you're at the bar. Mark Pellegrino comes to you on your left. Jensen Ackles comes to you on your right. Ah! <laughs> this is hard. Um, I'd probably go with... I, I would... Personally, I'd probably go with Mark Pellegrino just because he's probably more on par with me politically. Yeah. That's probably true. That's fair. But if we're going going based on looks, you know. It's Dean. Yeah, because are they allowed to talk? (laughs) (laughs) If they they can talk, then we're going Mark Pellegrino. If they don't have to say anything, we're going Dean. I I, I would assume some sort of talking would be involved at some point. Yeah. I don't know. He might be a leftist. See, I don't know. Mark, I don't want to talk to that. Pellegrino seems pretty, uh, I guess, centristish. I think it's fair to say. He's part of the. Uh, he's part of a libertarian party, I believe. Oh well, there you go. There you go. Then, yeah. uh, then, then the answer is definitely clear when it comes to actual. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually, um, oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Do we have who's uh, who's loaded boomstick? Do you know loaded boomstick? Oh, just oh. What's that, Crystal? Tell him. Tell him to go fuck himself. Well, oh, uh, I think you just said that now. Oh, <laughs> hi, Boomy. Boomstick. I hope you got that. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Okay. So, um, kind of back at the now. Red, are you f- familiar with the whole uh, Sargon Patreon situation? No. Okay. You have to fill me in. I have no idea. Okay, because this this directly applies to the whole uh, private company doing what they want thing. All right. Okay. So we all know who Sargon of Akkad is, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. He got kicked off of Patreon because he said something. Oh, he 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 dropped an n bomb elsewhere uh, on some other someone else's show, and he was dropping it as a way of insult insulting the alt right, but. He dropped it, and again, it was not on. It was not on anything associated with Patreon whatsoever, to the to to my knowledge. But they booted him off of Patreon for it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Now, and it, it gets worse because he, uh, I think he was going to subscribe Star, which is a Patreon competitor, and all of a sudden, subscribe Star wasn't accepting new. Uh, wasn't accepting any new accounts, any new payment processing. Essentially, they couldn't. They they couldn't basically funnel money. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that, and I got this. I got this part of it from uh, Matt Christensen. Uh, he was one of the many YouTube creators that Patreon re- reached out to uh, as a result of all of this. And uh, I forget. I forget her name, but the head of whatever it is. PR or whatever it is, uh, trust, trust in something. 
trust and compliance or something, <laughs> something Orwellian, uh, was basically said that the payment processors had essentially asked them to kick Sargon off of Patreon. And by payment processors, we mean MasterCard and PayPal and possibly others. So this is, and that's where I have a little bit of issue with the whole, just they're a private company, let them do what they want thing, because where does one draw the line? Because these days you can't do, it's really hard to get by in modern society without using a flipping credit card. So if even the credit card companies are policing your damn speech, we've got a problem. We've got a big, big problem. That's goals for me. That's what? That's a goal for me to see if I can get them to try to shut me down. Yeah, <laughs> that is a, that is definitely a goal. And it's something that would certainly illustrate a lot about just how just how far this particular um, leftist hierarchy really goes and how far they're willing to go to actually shut down, shut people down. And I do think that is a legitimate problem. That gets to the point where, I mean, we, we actually are. It would, that, that's just an, that's an example. And the fact that they were willing to shut down a whole Patreon competitor temporarily, Subscribestar is now able to process payments and everything again. I don't want to give the impression that they've been sh permanently shut down. They haven't. Uh, in fact, Matt Christensen is using them now. He's off of Patreon as a result of this. And uh, it, we are literally at a point now where there are at least some in some very large private companies that have massive reach, massive amounts of power, and a clear ability to affect uh, indivi individuals and their livelihood. Where they are using that based on, and they're using that power to shut people down, to shut down people's speech, and that is scary as all heck. And it seems to me that part of the reason we do have a government is to protect us from that kind of overreach. Granted, of course, the government is just as guilty of significant overreach of the same variety. And therein lies the rub, as they say. It seems to be a bit of a, it, it seems to be a bit of a dilemma where you're almost forced to choose which devil to put you to uh, to get into bed with, so to speak, or at least which devil, which devil to tolerate, I should say. Yeah, but also thing with these situations, you're you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Exactly. If you think about it. What's really if it's so okay? So with these situations, if you have the government step in, then allowing the government to step in means that they're gonna be like, oh, I can stop in and do this. I can also go and do that thing that I don't like, but you don't necessarily want me to do. And then I can go do that. And then that, and so the government's gonna become too powerful. So you can't have that. Mm -hmm. But if you go based on just society and its people, then you run the risk of mob mentality because on the one hand, you can make really good big differences by speaking out and having a lot of people speak out. Like for example, with Scientology, you know, Leah Remini is doing her series where she yep. and a bunch of other people are speaking out against it and it's helping kind of break down, um, you know, this cultish organization. However, yep. on the other hand, mob mentality leads to 
the teenagers at the Catholic school. They lead to people getting fired for being a conservative. They lead to people getting suspended for ridiculous things. So it's really difficult because there's, it almost seems like there's no completely right answer because either path yeah. you're headed down the wrong way. So it's more so a question of which one would be a easier situation to fix if it were to get worse. If we a had mob a true, mentality, yeah. government. Yeah. If we had a true free market, if we had a legitimate free market, which we do not, if we had that, then that then it would just be like, yeah, uh, someone should be able to set up their own platform and all of that, and everything should be fine. The problem is uh, when you've got the, the the people that control the flow of money pulling the strings, like Mastercard and PayPal. When you've got those people doing it, controlling whether or not your new platform can even make money, uh, there. How, how how do you go and build your own platform then? How do you build your own competitor to actually take on these people uh, head on in in the free market? They're literally shutting down avenues in the market with their power, and they are in fact working together. I mean, just the fact that, you know, it, you, you know, the canary in the coal mine example of Alex Jones, when, you know, which I don't think anyone's a huge Alex Jones fan here, no. but uh, the, it was still obvious conclusion when almost everybody shut him down on the same day. And when I don't it, even like him, right? Like, no. I think he's a crazy nut job, but I would much rather, because what was his whole stick? Like, everyone's against him, and they're trying to silence him and roar. And then they go and fucking silence him. And the worst thing you can do to a paranoid, crazy person is to do exactly what they say you're going to do. Because then you have people that w might have been on the fence yeah. with Alex Jones. And then they're like, holy shit, man, he's fucking right. And then because people are idiots nowadays, they're like, oh, my God. That means he's right about everything. The frogs are right. gay and like Sandy Hook was a fucking joke. Like it, I would much rather have crazy people out in the open saying they're dumb shit so you can hit them with better speech. Yes. But mm -hmm. shutting it down doesn't change minds. And that's the thing people don't understand now. They're like, I don't like this. So we're just going to suspend them or we're going to deplatform them. And then magically everything goes away and these people don't think the same. That's not how it works. It makes no, them yeah. worse. No, and that's yeah. exactly the sort of thing that that I said. I think on last week's episode, when we were talking about all of the uh, gaslighting going on about the about the Virginia abortion bills and all of that, and about Covington. Like this is like the media trying to gaslight us on all of this and trying to spin it and just flat out lie. This is exactly how you. This is how you get Alex Jones. Yes. Yeah. It's how you get people who were like there. There was there was no moon landing. What are, what are you talking about? This is how you get the crazy conspiracies. This is how you get the crazy anti-vaxxers, like like the hard. And I don't mean vaccine skeptics. I mean the hardcore people who are like, it's gonna give my cat autism, and the government is using it to control us and the whole nine yards. That's how yeah. you get. That's how you get that kind of conspiracy theory by. By shutting people down, by going, how dare you say that? How dare you ask questions? You shut up and you go away. It's right. like, it's well, like, oh. 
Yeah, that's the big issue because you shut someone down, it doesn't make the it doesn't make their speech go away. It makes their speech louder because it's like, oh, why are you shutting them down? What is it are are they saying? And then if they're saying something that you that seems to be right, or even if it's not right, but like appears to be like in the case of like Alex Jones constantly saying people are trying to silence me and everyone's being like, oh my gosh, you're such a loon. Chill. No one's trying to silence me. And then it happens and people are like, oh crap, he was right. And again, what else was he right about? And another issue that comes into play with that is something I've noticed in others and, and not just others, but even myself, I've dealt with this too. When people find out they're wrong, they tend to go into overcorrection. Yeah. So it's yes. like, there's how many people who used to be hardcore leftists, and now, granted, this isn't as common. This is just an extreme case. So, like, say you have a hardcore leftist, and then all, and then they find out they were wrong about a couple things, and then suddenly they're like borderline white supremacist neo-Nazi because they're, they overcorrect so much. Now, that's not the kind Candace of case. Owens. Don't get Candace me wrong. Owens. Uh, excuse me, sorry. Uh, Can uh, Candace Owens. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's just an extreme case, but, you know, it just, it's an example of, like, what can happen. Like, in my case, I went from being, like, kind of middle to, like, oh, my gosh, these people are crazy. So I went almost to, like, almost calling myself a Republican, a yeah. conservative, but in actuality, I'm more like a right-leaning libertarian. So right. it's the thing that happens, and then this kind of stuff just amplifies that and makes it even more noticeable. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, worse. It, it, what, what you said, too, about when people find out they're wrong, they tend to, they often uh, go, they, they do a 180. Like, uh, a perfect example actually is I've got, I've got a close friend. We've been friends since high school and he growing up, he was basically very, very hardcore um, like new school fundamentalist evangelical. And he's has, he has a couple of personal issues gets also gets involved in the board of the church that he was going to and finds out, Hey, you know what? There's dicks here too. <laughs> and, was a little disillusioned by that, and he winds up doing a 180, and all of a sudden he's hardcore atheist. That's you know, sad. like yeah, you know, like hardcore militant atheist. Now he's kind of like he's he's kind of tacked back in the direction, and now he's a Norse. He, he's a, he, he's a Thor worshiper, so mm -hmm. we're working it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like okay, all right, that's all right. <laughs> And he's well, I think he's, all he's, of us had some ago, he seems just about as uh, hardcore on that as has been hardcore on the other things. So I find it interesting. <laughs> well, we yeah. I, I think all of us had some kind of left leaning ideology, especially when you're younger because you don't know too much. And no. it sounds good, especially with the with the uprise and like popularity of socialism. Like when I was younger, I'm like, hell yeah, free college and shit. Like that sounds awesome. And then as yeah. I got older and I started working and having a career and whatnot, I'm like, that's fucking shitty. I don't want to give people my money for shit I did. Like, fuck you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and even as surprising as it is, I used to be, I don't want to say used to be, but it was, I fell, 
God, this is making me nauseous. I fell a little bit for the modern feminism because like my grandmother was a first wave feminist. You know what I mean? Like she cost her company upwards of 30 grand because she did the same job as a man. She didn't get paid the same amount as a man. She did the same exact job. She worked the same amount of hours and she ended up suing that company. And like, I thought feminism, I'm like, Hey, that's what my grandma was. So I'm going to go into that. And I ended up having two kids to two different men because, you know, empowerment means being a whore and it doesn't. And then I grew up, I'm like, holy shit, I made some badass decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just seemed like uh, almost a natural continuity, not continuity, I imagine at first. Where it's just like, right. well, like you said, you know, she was this. So therefore I'm this. And, and being a feminist it means this, right? Because that's what all the people who are feminists now are saying. So, right. And even yeah. the pro choice movement there for a while, I was, yeah. I, I kind of fell into that a little bit because I'm like, well, it is her body. It should be her choice. And then, and then I think the minute I changed all that was when I actually got pregnant with my first kid. There was, mm-hmm. there's kind of no going back from that. You can't deny that it's a life. You just can't do it. There's no way you can rationally. Yeah. It's, uh, I agree. And it's, it's interesting, like the whole thing. I can think back now. In fact, I do think back about um, many of the positions that I used used to hold, and I'm like, I never, and I never would have identif- identified myself as liberal at the time. But I'm like, most of my beliefs were actually pretty, were actually definitely left of center. Like even just not that long ago, really. And I'm like, huh, never would have thought it. But yeah, and it's just because for the most part, I was getting my information just kind of absorbing information from the google news feed essentially and it's like yeah yeah that's and if you're not digging anymore that is what you tend to fall into Mm -hmm. it's 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 the default setting of where the the media has you now because it's it's not just a google news feed it's like almost every movie every tv show every song every book that you take in is pretty much infused with that ideology to one degree or another so it's almost impossible to not absorb it if you're not paying attention to it right i mean that is a legit issue and actually you mentioned uh you know changing views on abortion and uh mine changed too oddly enough the same friend that i mentioned earlier was involved in that and it was uh and at the time, at least, he was definitely more pro-life than I was. And I was willing to allow for abortion in, in various cases, or at least was, uh, I, I, I was, I, I was still on the permissive side of it, I would say. Yeah. It is, I mean, this is going back many, many, many years. And uh, uh, then his, he and his wife, they had their daughter. And their daughter was very premature. It was like 23, 24 weeks, something like that. And I remember, I I went and visited them in the hospital. And I remember holding her. And I was just like, wow. She she was tiny. She was like this big. She was this this tiny, tiny little thing. And I was like, it it struck me. As I was holding her, I was like, oh my gosh. This little girl could just be killed just like that just like that if she was still 
frankly, where she, where, where she should be at that point in time. <laughs> you know, he's like, you should, my you're, dad, not, my you're dad not done. You should be cooking. <laughs> so, this, my this, dad was really premature. He was only like, I think, and that's kind of when I changed it too. Cause after I had my, after I had my first daughter, we had that conversation and right. he apparently was born and this was many, many fucking years ago. Right. But he was born <clears throat> like one pound and something. Holy and, yeah. And back then he shouldn't have survived. Right. And then like when, when we got into like the abortion debate, I'm like, they would have been okay with my dad having been aborted, which means mm -hmm. I wouldn't have survived. And like, I don't know, it kind of, it kind of did something to me. And yeah. I try not to use, I try not to use the religious standpoint because not everyone believes in God and that's fine. It kind of messes up your argument, right? Like if it's an atheist and you're trying to argue and get them to, yeah. <clears throat> to change their mind, you can't really use a book they don't believe in. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, use, using the by using the Bible to argue that with a non-Christian doesn't make any sense. And the yeah. fact is, you the only thing you really need that isn't a strictly scientific argument is that human life has some sort of inherent worth. Now, mm -hmm. if you don't believe that, then there's no then there's nothing I can do for you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's right. like if you don't believe human life is in as worth in and of itself, regardless. Of of your religious beliefs, then, then yeah, there, there's at, at that point, honestly, I'm not sure there's an argument to be had. You've got to come to agreement on that point first before yeah, right. you go anywhere else. Now, you could definitely use the Bible as an argument with with Christians because there are many people who call themselves Christian who are pro pro abortion, uh, which I, it, it doesn't it, make sense. Utterly baffles me, but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, there are there are many who do, and there are other issues that uh, let's just say conversations should be had. But um, but yeah, that's actually, the one thing I will get nasty about abortion. I will get nasty about. I had someone block me because I said anyone that aborts their kid out of convenience is a piece of shit. I'm unapologetic <laughs> when it comes to that, and she's like, "Well, my friends, my friends had abortions, and I don't really think they're pieces of shit." and I should have ignored that comment, but I fucking didn't. And I said, well, I'm going to say it like this. If your friends aborted their kid, essentially killing them because it was more convenient for them, they are, in fact, a piece of shit. Boom. Block. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's really no there, there's there's no arguing that. Now, I, I do get that people are in difficult situations and everything. Uh, I, I, get, I, un, I do understand and I feel for those people. I really yes. do. Still the rape cute. thing, you mean? Yeah. Well, I actually, I, I wasn't referring to just that. I am also talking about the people who were who like feel like there's they have no support or whatever. Uh, the the right. father ran out on them as soon as they found out things like that. I understand. I do. I but, don't. But, not with that. I I'm not, I also don't think it's an excuse. I understand no, I why a think so. <clears throat> a person would. I understand why a person would think that's an excuse, but it isn't. Now, the only when, thing that I'm even willing to come to some kind of understanding with and try to be a little more friendly with them are situations like rape or incest, right? Like yeah. I get that the baby incest, they could be deformed and, you know, things can get relatively ugly when it comes to that rape, you know, and I'm going to make a lot of fucking enemies for saying this. I know I am. As far as rape goes, I, I really do. I, I feel for those women 
it's very unlikely that a woman would get pregnant off of rape, but it does happen. But at the same time, you're a victim and that baby's kind of a victim. So like making another victim, it just doesn't make sense to me. I understand it's hard and I think there should be more outreach as far as mm -hmm. psychiatric help for those women go. And then if, if they choose abortion, then that's fine. But I just, I really don't like ending innocent lives for any reason. I agree with everything you said almost completely, except I still say like, no, no abortion because it's not the kid's fault. No, uh, I'm still saying no abortion. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying I'm, I'm more willing to talk friendly to those people as opposed to ones that say forcing a yeah. woman to be pregnant is slavery. Oh my I had gosh. someone say that to yeah. me. Did you hear oh, that? Oh, oh, I've what heard is that? that? I've heard it many times. I've heard the argument that the, the kid's just like a parasite. It's like, uh, no, you're, that's your body doing what your body is, at least that particular part of your body is, uh, that's what it's it fine. exists for. <laughs> it's yeah. a, it's a, on a purely natural argument, that's what your body, that's what you're made to do. Well, did you I, see the one argument? I, I got, I got in an argument with somebody and I'm like, cause she said, I consent. This is, this was bizarre to me. She's like, I consented to sex. I did not consent to pregnancy. Right. And I'm like, well, sex, if, if you go in to a contract, we'll, we'll call it a contract of having sex. One yeah. of the repercussions of that could possibly be pregnancy. Like we know that this is, this is basic biology and how it works. So I argued well, when you consent to driving a car, you don't necessarily say, hey, I want to get in a car crash, right? But that's something that could happen when you get behind the wheel of a car. Mm -hmm. So yep. she argues then, well, if I break my leg in a car crash, I can go and get that taken care of. And I'm like, I understand that. You're taking care of the leg. The doctor doesn't cut your leg the fuck off. Like, I don't understand what you're arguing here. Yes, yes. And I, and I find it especially hard to listen to people who argue that like the kid is like a parasite, especially if they have kids of their own, because it's yes. like, you know, like there are a lot of kids, including myself, who one of their parents wasn't the best and that makes them feel crappy as it is. So I, I can't imagine what a child would feel like if their parents' attitude is their kid was basically a parasite. Right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, you feel like crap if your parents has that mindset about you. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's interesting. I mean, you, since you bring up the, um, you, you know, the whole the whole rape issue, and uh, I, as I think you both for life in Washington D.C. a couple of weeks ago, and there are there were people there who were sharing their stories of uh, the fact that they were either a child of rape or, you know, they had a child from rape. There was actually a, uh, a mother daughter. There was actually a mother and daughter there. I happened to see their signs up on the jumbotron. Uh, basically, uh, you know, the daughter was like the, the, the daughter sign was, I'm a child of rape and I'm thankful my mom chose life. And the, um, the mom was like, my daughter is a child of rape and I'm thankful I chose life essentially. So something along those lines. And it was just, like wow, you guys, you, you, and, and there were others as well sharing similar stories that they were, that they uh, had kids that, you know, from rape that, who were given up for adoption or whatever. I actually met one guy. Uh, I actually I actually met a guy. I was talking. I we happened to be staying in the in the hotel where the, like the main 
where, where like the main conventions and everything were totally unplanned. <laughs> it just happened that way. And I was going, we were going through all the different uh, booths and everything, all these different organizations. And one of them, uh, Radiance, was uh, headed up by a guy who he was the child of rape and his. Uh, and his mom gave him up for adoption. And, you know, he had kind of made it his mission in life to uh, tell that story and to fight for other uh, people like himself, like himself, who hadn't been born yet. He was uh, Ryan something that starts with a B. I can't remember his last name to save my life. Uh, but it was, um, which is really too bad because I bought his book and I have it upstairs. <laughs> but uh, it... Oh yeah, the name of the book is not equal, so you can look that up if anyone is interested. And it's just, you know, I'm talking to a guy who's a full-grown man, is married with like a kid of his own at this point, who many people would actually say not only could be, but even should have been killed. That's baffling to me. I just don't. I just don't get it. And like, I, one of the arguments that I used for somebody who is pro-choice, I'm like. Everybody you meet, right? And I don't even know how my mind came up with this, but when I was, I was on the fence, mm-hmm. kind of like pro-choice, pro-life, like which one, everybody that I met and talked to, like for some reason my mind came up with this, but everyone that I met and talked to, they could have been aborted. Like their mom could have said, you know what? I don't want you. And like that, mm-hmm. that really resonated with me. Like everyone that I've become friends with, their mom could have just ended their life. And if you think about it, the mom has to say, right? Cause we're in this day and age of my body, my choice. If it was your body, you would die. You would flat out die during the abortion. It, it's, it's just, it, there's no way to argue that it's not your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, I see crystal that you looked it up. It was uh, not equal by Ryan, Ryan uh, Bomberger. Oh, okay. a book you said? Yeah, it's a book. Yeah. I'll have to check yeah. that out about yeah. about what happened uh, leading it's up to his well, birth. It's, actually, it's a collection of his uh, of his essays and articles and stuff that he's that he's written around the subject, and okay. yeah, but his story is actually in there. So um, yeah, I would definitely look that up. And your point is exactly right. You actually see that uh, again. That same sort of point is mentioned on signs and in various. Uh, other things just at the march or anything remotely pro-life that uh, in a sense, everyone since Roe v. Wade, everyone since 1973 is a survivor. Right. Because every single one of us born since 1973, legally, we don't, we wouldn't necessarily need to be here. Right. And the thing, the thing that bothers me and I've, I've asked some feminists this, I'm like, Okay, so let's let's put the shoe on the other foot, right? Like half of that baby is his. Let's say he doesn't want his kid to be killed, right? And you do. Like, mm-hmm. what are his options? He has no option because my body, my choice. Or you want the baby and he doesn't want the baby, right? But you go ahead and you have that baby. He's still financially responsible. How does it work? Because it, it seems really hypocritical to me that we're in a day and age where Oh, you don't want the baby? Well, I want it. So guess what? I have you for the next 18 years. You're mine. Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. In fact, it's exactly that point that I think is one of the motiv- motivating factors of the uh, the men's right uh, the, the men's rights activists. That that obvious hypocritical point, which is one of the few points that I'm willing to wholeheartedly grant to the MRAs. 
because I I have mixed feelings about the MRAs. It's like on one hand you kind of have a point, on the other hand I'm like you kind of are acting like modern feminists. <laughs> well, and right, it, and I think well, that's a, that's the thing, and you hit the nail right on the head with that. Modern feminism, they've created MGTOWs. Is that how you say it? Yeah. They've yeah. actually created that group of that mm. group of men they've actually yeah. created men's rights activists so like if they want to bitch and complain about these movements start they kind of started them themselves because men found themselves in a situation where women were getting more of a say and i don't understand how we're like well men have a lot more options than women i don't see it that way in fact i see women have a lot more say than men oh yeah yeah i at this at this point at least in many many situations that is uh pretty much the case uh, the funny thing is that that was another thing that was and i've brought this up many times uh the the uh, it's an, one of the elements that was predicted in a short story called the pre-persons by philip k dick uh quickly for anyone who doesn't know philip k dick is the guy who wrote the stories that like blade runner and minority report were based on and he was and Early, very early in 1974, he wrote a uh, a, re a short story called "The Pre-Persons," essentially in response to the Roe v. Wade decision, and it was predicting a dystopian future in which uh, children could be aborted up to the age of 12. Uh, what? Because, uh, yes, because according to the law, that's when you had a soul because you could do algebra. And his whole point was that it was an arbitrary line, you know. Point, pointing out that, yeah, just saying that, oh, now you're alive after you're born? Well, that's an arbitrary line. Why can't you move it all the way out to 12? Why not? And and in uh, one of the elements, the, the point that's relevant uh, to this particular part of the conversation is he predicted that essentially it would be the women who controlled everything in this dystopian future. Uh, the men essentially had very little say in anything that went on. And they were totally emasculated and just completely, uh, well, for lack of a, not, not even pussy whipped. <laughs> you can't even say that. It's worse than that. Just utterly browbeaten. And it's, I actually literally just reread it because I'm, uh, writing a review on it for uh, Catholic Reads that, that I do some work for. And uh, it's it, it's chilling in how accurate it is in many ways. Not obviously in some of the pre precise details, but in the direction uh, that we're going into the general attitudes that support abortion. And also, uh, one of the things that first caught my attention with this, about the time that I first learned of this, of the story, which incidentally, it's really hard to find. <laughs> uh, it is not reprinted in any uh, in, in any of the collections of his works that I'm aware of, and I tried to find them. I actually had to go back and get the 1974 issue of Science Fiction Fantasy Magazine that it first appeared in. That's how I had to find this thing. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, yeah, th th thank God for Amazon. And uh, anyway, <laughs> Uh, the one of the things that really caught my attention was about the time that I found out about this was also the time that it became that euthanasia became a very legal thing in the Netherlands. Specifically, you could legally euthanize a child due to, for quality of life reasons up to the age of guess what? Twelve. Twelve. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? That that's that's a coincidence. <laughs> well, when they say too, they're like, well, babies can be aborted because what was the reason? They're relying on the mother, right? Like that's their argument. But what's to stop them from a quote unquote aborting the child after it's been born, right? Because that baby still relies on the mother. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's been uh that's a point that is frequently brought up. It's like, yeah, you're you're viable in the sense so long as you're still getting cared for, you're getting, you know, you you're you're uh, you that you will be fine so long as you are getting cared for the same as any child should be cared for. <laughs> well, they you, still argue. Need, you still need that direct care. <laughs> you, 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 you're not like, you're not popping out of the womb and going like, well, no one's feeding me. So I guess I'm going to go hunting in the woods now. <laughs> right. Really? I mean, I mean, they're born and they're like, you know, I'm thirsty. I think I'll go to the fridge and grab myself a beer. Like that's not the way that it works. Yeah. Uh, my, they can't uh, care for themselves. Yeah. My my favorite, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe Brett Kavanaugh could have went to the fridge and got himself a beer when he was a, you know, newborn. That is a rapist. Uh, He's a rapist. We don't talk about him. <laughs> and he drank beer. He likes beer, so he's an he alcoholic. You know what? Train rapist. You know what? I, I'm I'm actually way graduated from beer. I'm actually drinking mead tonight. So nice. It's really good. <laughs> it's it, it's it's my it, it's one of my favorite things. Okay, uh, well, since, since we're talking about abortion, what is your main argument? Like, say, say you get somebody who yeah. doesn't really want to end human life, right? Like, they're they're at least willing to hear the pro life side. What is your go-to argument for them? Like, if somebody's on the fence, the, what some, do you say? The only question that really matters is: Is it a life or not? Right. That's it. If it's if it's a life, you protect it. If it's not a life, well, to the races, do whatever the hell you want. Well, and I know I'm going to be talking to you. Know who yeah. Nico and Shane are, right? Like, I'm going yeah. to be going on. Yeah, I'm going to be going on their podcast soon, and I'm pretty sure we're going to do a pro-life is actually a libertarian stance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I don't, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know we yeah, don't want, we don't want the government involved, right? Like yeah. we don't, but we kind of want to make it where abortion is unthinkable, not government intervention. We want to change minds to where it's a life and we don't want to end it. Cause it, it, yeah. it does violate the NAP as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Okay, yeah. See, I honestly, uh, I see. I'm with you. One, yes, it obviously violates the non-aggression principle because it's a life, right? And you're talking about ending it, and and not to mention it's a life that can't, uh, that that can't even defend itself, right? That's the saddest fucking part. Right. And I think all but all but the hardest core of libertarians, the one who's they're not libertarians, they're anarchists, right? Agree that the one of the necessary fundament, fundamental jobs of government is in fact to protect life, protect the life of its citizens. If that's not, and if that's not a legitimate function of government, then there is no legitimate function of government. And again, these are the this these are this is obviously a life. Any science textbook will inform you of this, and. If you're not protecting an unborn innocent life, then what 
honestly, what is the purpose of any sort of government then? And, you know, local, state, federal, whatever. Then it has no purpose whatsoever. If it can't do that one simple job, then it's no good. And again, it's it comes down to if it's a life, it's worth protecting. And very clearly, it is a life. And again, and you know, it's interesting. I actually had this conversation with a pro-life atheist once upon a time uh, via the interwebs. And I just kind of <laughs> asked him, you know, talked a little bit about it because I was just curious you know, what, what his rationale was. And his rationale was that I don't, you shouldn't do anything that takes away anybody's chance of happiness, essentially, if I'm remembering correctly. This was a long time ago. Uh, and if you kill an unborn life, you are taking away any chance that life has of any sort of fulfillment or happiness whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So kind of like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness yeah, is kind of like yeah, taking that literally. away. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I, yeah, that's yeah, good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. I think your other best bet, too, is because the, the, the goal from what you guys are trying to figure out is how to how people steer clear away from it without getting the government involved. Um, your other best bet too, along with that argument, is to also is to also provide like instead of a, a abortion alternatives of what to do. It's like so like if you're talking to someone who's poor choice and they're like, well, what am I supposed to do? I can't. The person can't have a kid right now. There's adoption and there's clinics. There's um, and uh, there's resources to help pregnant women who can't afford it. There's right. resources to help women in very, very, very bad situations who are pregnant. And, you know, basically coming up with alternatives. And if there isn't an alternative, suggest what people, people can come to as a community to help do. Yeah. You know, that's the other best bet because the libertarian arguments, you know, to avoid government is personal volunteering. So right. that's another thing that you're going to want to go to is life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, science, and alternatives to abortion. Because that's the one thing that really gets me to being pro-life and whatnot, uh, more pro-life and whatnot, is the fact that it's like, um, there's adoption you can do. You can do this. You can do that. You can do all these other things. You don't have to kill. No, well, right. And and these, uh, you know, the the crisis pregnancy centers and everything, the left likes to paint them as, uh, you, you know, has they they give you a, they give you an ultrasound and a pack of diapers and they send you on your way. That is not remotely the case. Uh, that I went to, to one of them actually. Yeah, so okay. when I was pregnant with my first right. kid, I went to one of them and they helped me tremendously. There you go. You know, uh, how, how so, if you don't mind my asking? Well, they talked to me about what my options were. They set me up because back when I was pregnant with my first child, I was scared. I didn't know what to do. Me and her dad at that time weren't really mm -hmm. getting along too well. And I didn't know what my options were. Mm -hmm. I even though I was kind of like pro-choice, whatever you want to do, I don't really care. For me, it wasn't, it wasn't an option for me personally. Right. I just didn't feel like it was my right to tell another woman what she was and was not allowed to do. First one goes by, yeah. Right. 
So they set me up with like, well, you don't have the financial backing to help you with this. So here are some organizations we can send you with that will help you financially. And like, they just gave me, they gave me better options to be able to take care of my daughter at that time that I couldn't financially afford it. I didn't want to. And I told them I didn't know what to do. And they helped me They're like, Hey, call this place. Hey, go, go to this place. They weren't, Hey, kill the baby. You know what right. I mean? Like, hey, you don't want it. Let's just fucking kill it. Right, just right. For Fonzies. Which is exactly what you'll get uh, talked into if you go into any Planned yeah, Parenthood, Parenthood. A similar place. I, I mean, and I'm sure you both know who uh, Abby Johnson is. I and... actually just know who that is. What's that? I don't know who that is. Oh my gosh. Okay. No, I uh, don't. Abby... Okay. Uh, Crystal, you know who she is, right? We got to... Yeah, Abby, I do. All right, I we thought just, so. We discussed the last podcast. I thought, so. yeah. I thought, I thought we had. Um, okay, uh, okay. So red, real quick. The okay. uh, Abby Johnson. She used to run a Planned Parenthood. Oh and wait, was she on um, Stephen Crowder's yes, podcast? Yeah, she was just on Crowder. Then I know very, exactly very... who you're talking about. Okay. She yep. she went to pro life. Yeah, I I've seen a few episodes with her. She was there, um, and she, there's actually the movie about her story coming out uh the end of towards the end of march and oh really that's cool yeah 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 the movie unplanned of march 20 something is when it's coming out and uh in, in any case yeah it, she talks about how uh that's exactly what they do at planned parenthood they try to talk you into abortion but not too quick they love to have you uh, delay it a week or two because the organs are much more uh valuable yeah. They get more money too. More Depending money. on the age of the baby that yeah. you're aborting, they get more money. Exactly. So yeah, it's fun stuff. But yeah, we um I don't want to spend too much time on that aspect just because we covered that a lot last week. Uh, but it and actually to kind of tie this whole thing together in a way, uh this this last half hour that we've been talking about the whole abortion thing is exactly the kind of speech that uh, many on the left would be trying to shut down. That they they try to just shout people down, saying that you know that's a lie, or you don't care, or you're misogynist, or you're a bigot, so on and so forth. And it's the kind of thing that, uh, you know, if I was trying to monetize this, uh, th this would be demonetized in a freaking heartbeat. Well, of course, because it's pro life. Exactly. This would be demonetized instantly, like the second it was uploaded to the web and some Yahoo would, would likely report it. Um, and that's a problem. And regardless of what your stance is on this, honestly, even if some I even if somebody, the most rabid uh, pro-abortion person who's like, that's a parasite, it can't or it can't live on its own. Yeah, let's see how you did do if I throw you naked in the middle of the jungle, you prick. Uh, right. Um I'm guessing you're not going to be real viable for long. Anyway, <laughs> I did, even those people, the people that I radically disagree with, they do need to be allowed every bit of free speech that we are asking for. This is a sword that cuts both ways. And it's something that many people, especially uh, that many people on both sides do need to keep in mind. Now, right now, the, the right is 
we we are definitely the ones uh, advocating for championing free speech in large part because it's our speech is being attacked. I mean, let's just be honest right. about that. There, are, um, what I hope is that ho hopefully when the shoe does eventually get on the other foot, because it most likely will at some point, that we remember the lesson that we've learned. Because as soon as you start using uh, your power, your cultural dominance, to shut down opposition, to shut down dissent, not to, use, to argue against dissent, but to shut it down, you are amplifying the dissent. You are creating, you are creating your own worst enemies when you do that. And it's, it, it, it's, it's always been that way. It's always been that way. It, the left came to prominence largely because it was fighting against uh, the, the right that was fighting that that was essentially trying to shut them down using the power of cultural institutions in many ways and boy it, it's the long-term effects have definitely backfired and um the thing is if you're going to advocate for free speech it's got to be consistent eat you know like red exactly like the situation that that we started talking about when you've got a rape when you've got a rape joke that you're not particularly fond of i fucking hate them you fucking hate them exactly yet you're willing to I go to the mayor? Yeah. Yes, I support your right to be a dickhead if you want to. You know what I mean? I love you, Jimber. Like <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it, it's not like you're being, and you mentioned dying on the hill. It's not like you're dying on the hill for the rape joke. You're dying on the hill for free speech, which happens right. to, at a particular moment in time, be represented by a rape joke. It's well, the principle that you're dying on the hill for. Well, right. And if you think about it, if we look at the First Amendment, right, like if we look at it and people say, oh, well, that that has nothing to do with nasty speech, like speech that makes me sad or speech that makes me cry. What other kind of speech is there to be protected? Like, I don't know any any good speech like, hey, this person is advocating for love. Like nobody really needs to protect that speech. Right. Because right. it makes one right. feel good. The protection, freedom of speech has to do with speech that we might not necessarily like. And I know people say, well, freedom of speech just has to do with your opinions. Like, and and I, I understand that, but at the same time, humans are fucked up, right? Like sometimes we laugh at things we're not supposed to. And if anybody says that they're a perfect, perfect human, they're lying to you. Oh, yes, clearly. Nasty. <laughs> You okay, you okay over there, Crystal? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... It, 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 I, I've been uh, reminded in the last week or two, there's a, there a conversation that illustrates the point well. This goes all the way back to when I was in junior high. Uh, having a conversation with, not just me, like my whole class, where I had essentially having a conversation with my English teacher. And... Uh, you, Red, do you remember Two Life Crew? Oh my God! Yeah, we want some pussy. Yeah, <laughs> you remember clearly. Crystal, like, yeah. oh, like, now, <laughs> it's, uh, sis, it's 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 before your time. <laughs> that was some good stuff. I like right. them. I have some of their CDs. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Really? <laughs> you probably saw that on eBay. Anyway, oh, <laughs> um, I is better. <laughs> so we we were discussing, and you know, my English teacher he represented very well the essentially the religious right stance of the time, 
which was that you know these guys are offensive they're saying horrible disgusting things and no one should be listening to that and we're willing to use the power of the government to censor them uh and certainly use the court of public opinion to censor them obviously social media didn't even exist back then so it was essentially you know letters to the editor uh you know the local newspapers or, i remember or the, some of those yeah and you know we, we were having that conversation and you know of course you know, we were, you know, very young teenagers. So most of us were saying that you shouldn't do that, of course, because, you know, freedom of, because we were talking about freedom of speech. We're talking about uh, First Amendment, the right to say what you want. And this was back, this was back when public education was still halfway decent. So we knew about these things. <laughs> and, you know, he did, and, you know, he did say, well, you know, well, what, you know, others, other situations. And, and of course, I remember myself saying that, you know, as long as it's not hurting anyone and right. his response is, you know, you know, but we'll see right away, you put limits on it. Now he was of course taking the censorship thing. He was using that to say, see, everyone wants to put limits of some kind or another, which I think if you break down any individual, you're usually going to find out with most people, you're going to find out that that's true, that most people do want to put some sort of limit on it. Like you can go here, 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 but not there. I don't. I I don't, <laughs> don't want to focus on anything. I know you're you're one of the few that's that's genuinely consistent on this. And but I the think one there thing, are, well, yeah. the one thing too, like I I said, I don't like like when John McCain died. I don't necessarily like John McCain. I didn't right. like what he stood for. I didn't like what he did as far as like wars and whatnot. He was. Mm -hmm warmonger type of thing i i didn't care for him but what i really didn't like was people kind of making jokes at his expense after he died like i didn't necessarily like that because i am an avid pro-lifer right like every life to me is important and not that that could have something to do with my religious beliefs every life is important regardless of how shitty of a person they are right like it's not so much the life they lived I'm supporting. It's the fact that they had life. Right, right. Yeah. And I, I guess my, uh, my overall point is where it is genuinely hard to be consistent on this. It, it, it really is because you are. You I'm pretty fucking consistent. Are, Even Osama bin Laden, I kind of, yeah. I didn't agree with him, obviously. But at the same time, he was, he was a life. And being that I believe in God, I. He was important yeah. to God, so he's he was still alive. He just went the wrong way. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes, and it's hard to be consistent. It is. It it, it really is because you have to overcome a lot of uh, initial gut reactions and find yourself defending things oftentimes that you hate. Right, like, like rape jokes. <laughs> Fuck you, right? Amber. <laughs> <laughs> like rape I jokes. Think I think defend rape jokes. What the fuck? Yeah. So it's like, and you know, I do recall. Anyway, uh, you know, when it comes to like not as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. I mean, really, that's incitement to violence. You know, I can't say, I I can't say, go punch red in the face and here's her address. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bring it that, on, bitches! I have guns. <laughs> okay. Yes, you would you would follow that advice at your own peril, people. <laughs> And I have a German Shepherd, so bring it. We're ready. I was I was disinclined to even mention your pimple. So, <laughs> oh my God, fuck him, dude! What the hell? I can't believe he tweeted that. Right? Like you've seen that, obviously. If you're saying obviously, that, like ask Red about her pimple. If you're listening to this, Jimber, fuck you so hard, dude. 
<laughs> well, I think my response was, I think I live far enough away that I'm probably safe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. And, Mind and, you if I really want to. But yes, you, probably But true. Didn't, you, didn't you say as long as like, the speech doesn't hurt anybody. Could you elaborate on what that means? Are you talking about specific calls to violence? Because yes, things- That's what I mean. Okay. Because yes, things will hurt anybody in yes. case you haven't been paying attention. Words are violence. Oh yeah, yeah. I am definitely not, in, I am nowhere near the words are violence camp. I do mean specifically incitements to violence. And, oh, and that's that is speech it. that I'm not, I'm not okay with. And if you look at freedom of speech, it, it has nothing to do with calls to violence, right? Like if you're, if you're right. saying, Hey, go, like you said, go punch red in the face. And by the way, once again, I have guns. If you're <laughs> saying something, if you're saying something like that, that's not protected. Somebody being nasty yeah. and being an asshole. I'm sorry. That person may be an asshole that speech is protected. And like when it comes back to that whole Jimber rape thing, like it's it's still protected speech, right? Like he's mm -hmm. allowed to be a dickhead if he so chooses to. And I support your right to say, hey man, you're being a fucking dickhead, knock it off. <laughs> like go do, go do that. Don't try to shut someone up. Like, and one of my favorite comedians, I don't know if you're familiar with this guy, Bill Burr. A little bit, I know of him. I love him. He's like my spirit animal. He says shit that is so fucked up. You're like, oh my God, did he actually just say that? <laughs> like, you can't believe he said that. And Lisa, Lisa Lampanelli, I don't know if you know who that is. Lisa Lampanelli? Nope, no idea. She makes fun of everybody, right? Like Mexicans, she makes fun of black people, she makes fun of gay people, she makes fun of disabled people. And she had this one skit that she did and said that she, I guess during her one skit, she didn't make fun of disabled people. <laughs> then she's like, so this guy rolls up to me and in his wheelchair and he's like, how dare you not think that disabled people can tell a joke. So like she kind of pokes fun at everybody. And I think in this day and age, especially humor is so very important. People are getting too offended over everything like as a white person especially in this day and age like you know i've been called becky and yep. oh that shit is funny to me i don't know why people are getting offended by that i don't I care i love the mayo i love that that's i love mayo mayo is better than um what's the other one miracle whip that's that is nasty <laughs> if you're listening to this you follow me on Twitter and you eat mayo or a uh, miracle whip. Sorry. If you eat miracle whip, you can unfollow me right now. <laughs> nasty. And pineapple pizza people, you unfollow me too. Oh, I, 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 I am well aware of your dislike of the pineapple pizza. Oh my God. I hate that so much. Crystal, Crystal your thoughts on pineapple pizza? Fuck those people. <laughs> Uh, it's horrible like why are you putting fruit on pizza you might as well put strawberries on next what are we doing it's the contrast of the sweet and savory you know like when you have barbecue pizza and it's like the sweeter barbecue it's kind of like the same thing with pineapples on pizza ew crystal's a pineapple pizza eater i'm gonna block you as soon as we're done with it you watch i'm gonna block you so hard i'm gonna enjoy it too I literally bring it up every single time you bring a pineapple on pizza. I'm like, I don't know. I could go for a piece right now. <laughs> I fucking hate you. See, I told you. Just watch. Watch how fast you get blocked. You're like my fastest block ever. 
I had a I had a funny feeling that was good, that was going to be the case. I kind of saw the look on Crystal's face. I'm like, oh. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take Red's advice, and I'm just I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go fuck myself because yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna TMI. Go. Yeah, really. What the hell? Go in okay. the other room for that. You're also, you're all, okay. Also, yeah. also since also censored speech. Is a speech that makes my brain go like the freaking white noise. No, the only the only speech that we should be shutting down is for when people say they love pineapple pizza, right? Like obviously that is violence. That's a violation of the NAP, and we need to shut them down immediately. Crystal is banned from Twitter forever. <laughs> and she really said pie. She really said barbecue she on did. pizza. As, as yeah. soon as she said that, I'm like, oh, it's going to be. What the hell? <laughs> Barbecue and rich. chicken. I had life. that. I had you that pizza. It's disgusting. Stop it. You both are crapping on my both favorite pieces of speech. Pineapple on pizza <laughs> and speech that makes ginger go back. You know, I'm going to let her slide she because she thinks she Jensen Eccles is hot and she's she a supernatural supporter, so. <laughs> We'll let her slide, but if she messes up again, I'm telling you, block. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm tempted. Her and her, her and her boyfriend both intentionally see if they can break my brain at various times. <laughs> don't worry. I'm not bringing. I'm not bringing up any specific conversations last night. But <laughs> no, 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 no. That's mainly. That's mainly all him. I just. I. I oh, sure. Go sure. Put him on the man. He's not here to defend himself. <laughs> I'm in the dark. I have no idea what you two are talking about. What As, what, did, what did her boyfriend say? This is for the best. It's no, no, no it's not. No, now I, I, no, I'm no, left it's, out. It's especially wrong because I because I can because I think of uh, Crystal like my little sister. So the fact that they're trying to break me is just not right. <laughs> break you from what? You don't even. We'll, we'll tell it's you. Horrible. We'll tell you in private, Red. Not not on here. Not. <laughs> 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 no, not, not in public. It's just no, it's not, not fit for the not, not fit for public. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and all of you dirty sons of bitches out there with your minds in the gutter, you're probably not this far off as I would like. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. And, and again, this is for the best. It's <laughs> not. Okay. Red. Boomstick said. Barbecue sauce, pepperoni, bacon, and a little cheddar on pizza. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I, My thoughts are you're fucking blocked too. What the hell are you all doing with pizza? What the hell? I don't know. I'm kind of. I, I'm uh, personally, I'm intrigued. I'd be willing to try that. No, stop yeah. it! Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, no, Barbecue no, sauce Red, on where pizza. Is your, where is your sense of adventure? My sense of adventure. <laughs> Where? Where is it? Okay, listen, listen. Barbecue sauce does not belong on pizza. And pineapple does not belong on pizza. It is a violation of the NAP. And I will adhere no. to that or I stick to that. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it does not. Okay, now that we have officially gone completely off the rails and <laughs> we are uh, we are way over our normal time, but we were just having a way, way too much fun. So yeah. <laughs> but well, I, I have think, people to block anyway. So that's true. There's lots of blocking that's gonna go on. It's just a blocking. Crystal, yeah. you're 
<laughs> top of the list. You know, you always want to be number one. So <laughs> that's that's true. That's fair. At least I'm I finally won something. I finally won something. Yep. Oh yep. my the god, hoop. you're like the participation trophy people. I showed up. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I get a trophy. One more reason to block. Oh <laughs> no. Oh no. The the hoppers the hoppers are getting in on the pizza thing. What? Yeah. Yeah. Who? What? Uh, the, the, uh, Hoppa Supremacy is in the chat. Uh, I, don't oh, know, I, I don't know if it's Nico, Shane, or both. <laughs> I, just they, had, are, I just they're had. They're supporting pineapple pizza. pizza. Fuck and, them. And I know they're trolling. They, they've got. I I hope they're trolling. No, they're not trolling, actually, now that I think they're about not. it. I just they're had not. a cheese gluten free crust pizza oh. with pineapple. Oh, my God. You go right to hell. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, fucking you. I that's that's what i'm that's streaming nico. here that's, that's nico that's not shane <laughs> only nico would say something that fucked up <laughs> you know that's probably true See? Shane, 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 shane would have a uh a clever comeback for it though exactly <laughs> so you have to wait for it oh my gosh and now okay yeah yeah Things have gone off the rails. We were asking for habit feet pictures. Nah. -uh. What? <laughs> are your feet hairy? Are they? No. <laughs> what the heck? Habit <laughs> feet are hairy. I don't know. She won't show them. <laughs> or are, oh, they just, are they You're just large? Are, are, are they just large? And Harry. Yeah, You're not Harry. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm description of hobbit feet. They have they're large, they have thick soles, so they and, and they're very hairy. So they don't actually that's why they don't wear shoes. It's like the Bigfoot sightings. It's crystal. I'm a special hobbit, first of all. And second of all, can my <laughs> <laughs> She's flustered. That's so cute. Uh, her, her boyfriend lives in Sasquatch country, so that makes sense now. That's a very appropriate comment. Sorry, Lucas. We're not sorry at all. He really wants feet. Wait, he follows me, right? Your boyfriend follows me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I knew it. I know exactly who you're talking about now because he has um his Abby is you and him, right? Yeah. I'm a fucking mess. I'm gonna ask him if your feet are hairy. I'm gonna do it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Bet they are. I'm gonna ask for pictures too. Oh, oh my god. Also, also, are you, applying, are you applying that he has a foot fetish? Or you're hoping he has a foot fetish? For oh hairy feet. Considering the call for <laughs> For foot pictures, I'm guessing there's a fetish. Anyway. No, Nico wants to Revenge for last night. Revenge. I don't know what last night was, but I'm all for revenge. You said revenge. And and Lucas. And Lucas just, just struck back. <laughs> Hi, Lucas. Did your girlfriend have hairy feet? <laughs> 
I had a great wrap-up monologue, and we are completely off the rails. <laughs> Carrie Feet is not off the rails. She likes pineapple pizza, so everything is messed up now. That's true. That's true. So you don't what? like pineapple pizza, right? Uh, I don't hate it, to be perfectly honest. Oh, my God. I have to block you, too. This is so um this is uncomfortable for me. I'm sorry, everyone. This may be the last time Red's ever on the show. She'll be showing <laughs> Lies. Uh, honestly, I've never like said, yes, please order the pineapple pizza, but I've willingly eaten the pineapple pizza. Oh, my God. I don't hate it. Although it's, I'll, I'll grant you this. It's odd, and I'm curious as to why anyone did it in the first place. But it's kind of like along the same lines where I'm curious as to who's the first person that ever looked at a crab and said, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> Let's put that on. Uh, what, what's that? Like, the thing is, you get asked that about anything. Like, who, like anything we eat now, like who looked at it? Like cashews, who looked at that stuff? You know, I bet if I got rid of the poison or that, that would taste. <laughs> and it's like I, I don't know. I'm just saying. <clears throat> no, well, you know what? You know what? Since we're on a, it's it's kind of streaming live, right? Yeah. 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 I'm going to ask. I think that it's only fair that I ask the kids what they think of pineapple pizza because then I have to. Are you going to? Are you going to? Are, are you threatening live on air right now to kick your kids I, out of the house? I, I am. Okay. Cheyenne, right. pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Yes or no? She's gagging, so that's a no. All right, what about you, teen? Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? See, she hates pineapple pizza, too. My kids are amazing. Come here. We're going to have Cheyenne on right now. What do you think about pineapple on pizza, babe? Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> so cute. So cute. Aww. Adorable. Aww. <laughs> That's disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, I, I think, think she wants to say something. By all means. You have bunnies. <laughs> she wants your bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have them? Can I have them? <laughs> she wants her bunnies. Well, I would have to have a discussion with with Mrs. Ginger about that. He needs to talk to his wife, babe. Do okay. you want his bunnies? Yeah. Should he ship them? Ask him nicely. I, I don't Maybe know if please ship don't I don't ship them. How about we give you the ad just for our house and you can come <laughs> over and drop them off? You drop them off. We're gonna it's, give you the address, and you come drop them off. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a drive, young lady. It, it's a bit of a drive, young lady. He says. Maybe he'll take a plane, and he'll bring the bunnies on a plane. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. No. She, she, she is adorable. Yeah, of course she is. She's my kid. Of course she's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> or his my. Uh, eat them, but you know. Go ahead, Crystal. Not on my watch. And I like Not on your watch. <laughs> oh. I would like to say that Lucas accurately denies the stream as being a good family Christian stream right now. Oh, absolutely. Good, good old 
<laughs> Bunnies exactly. and pizza and, and adorable little girls, or as my uh, as my three and a half year old girl would say, adorable. Hey, and you know what? I think because I have taught her as far as wait a minute, baby, where are you going? As far as like the pro life goes, Cheyenne, what do you think about babies? Should we get rid of them or should we keep them? Keep them because they're cute. Keep them because they're cute. Absolutely. Even though they're annoying, she says. <laughs> for the mouth of like, for the mouth of babes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Let's keep all of the babies. Yes. yes. Oh, one more thing. One more thing before we end this, because both of you are really pro-life. And I was thinking this, and I know a lot of the argument is they get into are you going to financially support the baby? That's their go-to. Do you know anybody that is pro-life that has an organization? And I was thinking of starting this myself, actually. Okay. An organization where, say, it's a pregnant teen mother, right? Because mm -hmm. my mother and my sister, both, my mom got pregnant at 14 and had my sister. Uh, my sister got pregnant with my niece at 15 or 16, oh, and she yeah. didn't, yeah. So mm -hmm. both of them had teen pregnancies and like it was really hard but they didn't didn't right. abort them i was thinking of being pro-life right like we really don't do too much is there or an organization that kind of works with a woman that say she can't financially support the kid right and she doesn't right. know what else to do she really doesn't want to abort the baby but she doesn't have any options is there any kind of outreach for those particular women where they offer like a pro-life stance, you offer daycare or you offer something along those lines. I think that's something that we should really think about. If we're so pro-life, I really do. They do have some kind of valid argument. Like, what are you willing to do to help those people? And I think that's something we should we should kind of consider. I can't think of a national organization that does that. Uh, there are like in my area, I do believe. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the big crisis pregnancy center in my area actually does stuff like that. There, I've been, I've been there. I've toured the facility. They're uh, very in depth. They've got counseling the whole nine yards. And I, I know, they, from them, I, know yeah. they, I know they work with a lot of the local churches and everything. So, um, oh, I can't think of a specific organization. I do think these things do exist, but on a small local level. Now, uh, that said, uh, Red. I've actually had similar thoughts myself. That would you would, be willing to, because we are in different locations, would you be willing to work with me as far as that goes and figure out what we can do as a community across the nation, kind of work with people my, in different areas, uh, see what we can yeah. come up with? Um, yeah, I'd love to try to like at least talk through this and figure out what we can do because right. uh, if there's okay. any cause that's uh, worthy of my time and energy, it's this one. Right. I think so too. Yeah, and, and, uh, so and actually, my my, my oldest to... my oldest would love to work on something like that as well because um, let's it's just important. say I think my oldest and your oldest they would get along famously. <laughs> what is your oldest? Mine is, will be fifteen in she's, July. She's just about fifteen herself. Well, uh, she's really like she doesn't. She's kind of. I, I'm working with her a little bit. She's still kind of pro-choice, like. And, and, and I understand that because she's from this generation. You know what right. I mean? So it's kind right. of hard to mm -hmm. get her to understand the importance mm -hmm. of life. And she's still young. 
And I think yeah. it's kind of important. Yeah. And like we, we talked about a, a little bit mm-hmm. that the next year that the pro-life March kind of goes right. on, I would like to be a part of that and bring the kids and, you oh, know, yeah. if you and your wife can come out and whatnot, Crystal, you should, you should come too. Yeah. Make, we'll make it a party. Yes. Yeah. See, party. We'll get pizza with no fucking pineapple. <laughs> you realize, you realize, Red, that yeah, you know, there is if there is some sort of meetup in DC next year, I am going to get pineapple pizza just to troll you. You know what? I'll let you do it because it's the libertarian in me. But I will give you shit about it every step of the way and every bite you take. I look forward to it. I'll eat it. I'll take some. I'll eat okay. it. I'll there you oh go. my god, seriously. <laughs> but there's delicious pizza. I must eat this. I there support you your right to do it. In fact, there's in fact there's even a I even know a halfway de- I know a pretty good pizza place in DC, as a matter of fact. So nice. As long as you hold my hair back while I vomit, I'm totally on board. And Lucas said oh. he'll bring the whole pineapple. Seriously? I'm gonna go there. He did. Look at the chat. That's exactly what he said. I can't see a chat. Lucas, I love Uh, you. (laughs) Oh my God, I can't see this chat. There's a chat going on. What the hell are we seeing? Yeah, it's on the the, the YouTube thing. Yeah. Uh, I can't see it. Oh my God. What are they saying? Are are, are they pro pineapple? Tell them to unfollow me right now. There are pro pineapple people. There are, you know, in fact, I don't. Honestly, Red, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I see anyone. Um, I don't think I see anyone on your side. I mean, the fuck hop- them. Fuck all of you. Lucas is trolling you. Uh, the Hoppers are trolling you. The, uh, the Boomstick is trolling you. Basically, Boom you're always you fucking are, trolls me. He can go to hell. <laughs> you are getting end up on. I'm telling his wife too. Okay, but she's right. pro pineapple too. So- Really your viewing pleasure. I'm dropping the uh, the link to the to the YouTube in the chat, so you can go and and check and see someone, everybody. Uh, named oh, thank you, thank you. So now I know who to block. Yeah. Oh, well, basically, um, everybody. <laughs> They're just doing no, it to troll me. Oh wait, there's one guy named Juan who's on your side. Yep. Somebody's on my side. Hey, yeah, what's your Twitter no. handle? I'm gonna follow you. <laughs> Retweet your whole fucking timeline. <laughs> oh, look at so you. Oh, look, looks like it's actually Mrs. Boomstick that is pro pineapple. Oh, Mr. Boomstick oh. is just fooling you, probably under Mrs. Boomstick's orders. <laughs> well, I I can't fault him for that. He's not going to get laid if he doesn't. Oh. <laughs> He has to do everything she says. She's a very powerful woman. There's truth, you know. There's truth to that whole scenario in general. Uh, <laughs> is you know, is I'm I I have to ask. For some reason, the Hoppas are wonder are saying that we should ask you about tummy pics. What is up with that? Oh, I have I, 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 I know the origin of that. Oh, you do. Okay. <laughs> what is it? Like I was. Know. A long, long time ago, on the Twitter sphere, there was a woman named Nico, and someone asked her for tummy pics. Uh-oh. And then people trolled her and spammed her DMs asking for tummy pics. So now, not hear yeah. about that. Yeah, it, it was before you were on the scene, I think. Maybe. 
Yeah, because it was it was a long ass time ago. And well, I can't... did she show it? No. <laughs> Why? I don't know. So where do you want to ask? I do not have a hairy belly button boomstick. Hush. <laughs> it's hairy feet. There are going to be so many blocks flying around after uh, after tonight. It's just going to be just a giant. Nobody's going to follow anybody anymore. <laughs> we disassociate from everyone. Twitter, you know, about an hour after this, Twitter's going to be like, well, we were planning on another bot purge, but I guess we don't have to anymore because everyone's already blocked everybody. As soon as I get back on Twitter, I swear, Boomstick is getting it and so is his wife. Oh, my God. Never Why mind. is everyone... See, they want, they want tummy pics from Red. They want feet and tummy from me. You know what? It's about time someone asked Ginger for tummy or something. Nobody wants that. I actually do have a hairy belly button. That's disgusting. We don't need to know that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am actually, I, I'm a very hairy individual. The only reason that it's hard to tell is because I'm a ginger. So it's actually pretty light. So you can't really see it as much. I still demand equality. <laughs> okay, again, this is not equality that anyone wants. No, no, I don't want any of it. See, there you go. <laughs> right well, there. Neither do I. Neither do I, but liar. Harry <laughs> tummy picks and feet picks. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, uh boomstick, that is exactly where my mind went. And uh I tried to shut it down as quickly as I could. <laughs> yeah. Sure you did. I did. I did. I really I mm -hmm. I, I, I think. See, I didn't. I didn't even bring it up until he did. So there you go. What's his fault? All right. Yeah. Okay. We are way, way the hell over time, and have gone completely off the rails. The uh, yeah. although going off the rails sometimes is fun. You never know what sort of uncharted territory you're going to get into. It's you always know. my fault too. Um, nah. yeah. You're the one who brought up pineapple pizza. I really didn't. Did I? I think you did. Oh yes, you were like the only speech I would I would ban is pineapple people. I hate those fuckers. I will block every single one of them. Well, uh, I, I will. In fact, in fact, I think it says something along the lines: if I could just put them all on one island along with all the pineapples and nuke it, that would be what I would do. Well, I don't mind pineapple itself. It just doesn't go on pizza. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Well, you know, Hawaii is sort of annoying. So, oh, wait, I can't say that for because of the hapas. <laughs> I think that's where that term originates, if I remember right. <laughs> what? The, the term hapa, I think, it, I think it originated in Hawaii. Because of the pineapple pizza? <laughs> no. I don't know if pineapple pizza had anything to do with it, but... It, can, it kind of all of a sudden feels like, you know, you're blaming... Pineapple pizza, the way like uh, a liberal would blame the gun, you know. It's like yeah. you never would have gotten into trouble if it wasn't for that evil pineapple pizza talking to me and saying, you know, you you've got to do that horrible thing. Yeah, <laughs> well, were you did you, did you see the one live stream we did where the one guy he was so against pineapple pizza? He's like, anyone that eats pineapple pizza is a pedophile. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> no, but I think I have seen that uh, fl flying around on the Twitters. 
That was fun. I think we had eight people in that live stream. That was craziness. Oh my gosh. That's a lot of, that's a lot of live streaming and a lot of people who probably hate pineapple pizza. Also, I can confirm the term hapa originated in Hawaii because it is a Hawaiian term. There you go. And Hawaii is supposed to be the ethnostate gender. How dare you? Well, How? I mean, that's just that's just gathering everybody in one place so we know where to drop the bomb. You know, we have to get them all together <laughs> so we can drop the bomb. You're either there or you're not. Because you're, you're pro pineapple point, pizza or you're not. At some you point in nuked. time, if we don't act soon, it's going to come down to the hoppas versus the gingers, and only one can rule. Well, you like pineapple pizza, so I really wait. don't know where I'm going. Ooh. Wait, wait, but wait, wait. But here, how about this? We recombine and, and mix hapas with gingers. No, because unfortunately the ginger gene is a recessive gene, and the uh, the, 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 the dark-haired genes of the hapas will, would probably dominate, unfortunately. So, uh. so we we have we just we just have to strike first. No, well, my kids don't uh, like pineapple pizza, so we win. Because <laughs> pro-life. What? I don't know. I just want to win. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to square the circle there, but I. It's not working. <laughs> so, all right. Seriously. Uh, thanks for everybody who, everybody who came in, uh, who came into the chat tonight, and. Uh, everybody who watched, everyone who was on Twitter and the notifications, uh, had a great time tonight. Uh, next week, we're going to have uh, at Painting Pastor Paige Rogers on discussing her latest article on uh, Pastor John MacArthur and his shady little goings on. So be sure to tune in for that once again Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks again for coming. Uh, follow Red at uh, Dynamite Redder. That's with two Ds. And Dynamite is spelled D-I-E. And follow Crystal at Crystal with three... Uh, was it, Are they L's? They're L's, right? Three L's. Capital I's. I'm sorry at the end. They look the same. <laughs> They really do. It's confusing. And yeah, can, I know. It I kind of hate it. It causes a lot of confusion. But I wanted the Roman numerals, okay? Fair enough. Fair enough. And like you, pineapple can follow, you can follow the show at Fighting Void. And we will see you next week. And until then, keep fighting the good fight.